On this episode of the Audio Visual Podcast, it's the radio personality, Bromo. I've never seen so many people nowadays get into the radio with, you don't have to go to broadcasting school, especially behind a tanning salon like I did. You know, if you really love radio and you are fascinated by what it can bring you, but if you are so... Uh, engaged with another person and the personality comes out over the air your own personality and you start having people recognize that it's quite the cool thing about the job three two one Welcome to the Audio Visual Podcast, a podcast where you can get in-depth interviews with broadcasters, marketers, streamers, gamers, small and large business owners, and more. The podcast that shows everyone has a creative side, no matter what career field or hobby you do. Well, we're at another episode of the Audio Visual Podcast, and I'm your host, Kyle Dean, and we have some awesome guests throughout the podcast, but this one is the most awesome guest, I would have to say, at least for this episode, I would have to say. It is one right. of my one of my good friends, and then uh, also one of my great co-workers that I've had in the past, and he's still rocking the radio business. It is Bromo. How are you doing today, sir? I'm well. How about you, buddy? I am doing very well. You know, it's uh, it's another it's another day. I would say of learning all this podcasting stuff since my podcast is relatively new and everything. But I'm super excited to see where it goes. Just trying to learn all these fancy doohickeys that happen in podcasting. <laughs> I want to ask you real quick. When we're done with this, you'll give me a place where I can go and see some of your past work yes i can do that i can do that no doubt uh i actually have right. a I, uh, for everybody listening right now uh i've actually created a website so it's audiovisualpod.com and bromo i'll give that to you right after the interview no doubt about Excellent. that uh first off you know bromo i i, I sh- we should let you introduce yourself here because bromo is that your real name it has to be right <laughs> uh, my real name is dave yeah and the reason why i'm called bromo is because a long time ago and uh 1998, I hooked up with a morning show, and the uh, main host, his name was Dave. So they came up with a, they came up with Bromo out of the whole thing because you couldn't have two Daves on the show, and it stayed with me ever since. And it, it fits so well, it just rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> kind of like share. I'm kind of like the one that you know. So promo share. You want to hear something funny? Uh, I interviewed uh, Allison. You know Allison. We know Allison really well. She said the same thing. She's like, just Allison. It's just like share. And so she, that's <laughs> hilarious. That yeah, it's ah, kind of she that. She stole my line. She always does that. <laughs> <laughs> and she's gonna tune into this and be like, oh, promo. I'm gonna have to call him and talk to him right. a little bit. Yes. Uh, so we're gonna just break down. You know your radio career here very shortly and uh, we'll talk a little bit about your podcast too but uh, I should say Bromo before we do any of that I have kind of a new tradition here I guess it's you know a young podcast but I've always done rapid fire questions with my guest and just uh, get you know get to know you a little bit better it's always fun a little icebreaker so so are you ready to do some rapid fire questions I'm ready, but I'm not that quick, so my rapid <laughs> answers won't be that rapid. <laughs> All right, so they'll be fire questions. I love it. Okay, yes. let's get going. First off, easy peasy, what is your favorite color? Oh, blue. Blue. What is your favorite food? Lobster or steak oh, or both. Lobster or steak. I love it. What What is your favorite movie or TV show? Rudy. Rudy, that's Without a, a doubt. good one. Love that one. Yeah. What is yeah. your go-to karaoke song, or what's your favorite favorite song? I don't karaoke. I did it one time, long time ago in San Diego, and I was drunk as hell. And I think I clucked to American Woman. <laughs> I, I do a clucking noise, and that's what I did. I went on stage, and I ruined the song for everybody, but I do not karaoke. At all? <laughs> do you have a favorite song, though, at least? Mm, I have a bunch. I just okay. too many to. Have. That's fine. Yeah. That and that's a good thing. You can't just have one sometimes. What is your no. favorite game? Either a board game or a video game or any game. Video game on PS Five, a bunch of them, but I can't really narrow it down. Okay. I play them all. Okay. Yes. Yes. And you actually got a PS Five, huh? Because those are those were hard to get for the longest time. 
Well, I got ripped off on the internet for $650 and I got my money back and then I found somebody selling it here in Bismarck and I got lucky and I've had it ever since. Oh, nice, nice. Well, I'm glad you got one and playing some games and that's what I've been doing lately too is playing some games too. There's so Excellent. many that came out. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's, uh, th- the next one that has stumped a lot of people, what is a good spy code name for you? Brominator. Brominator. Okay, see, that was easy for you. I loved it. <laughs> kind of like Terminator, but a little bit skinnier. I am the Brominator. <laughs> <laughs> what is your go-to lazy dinner? Actually, steak is very easy to make for me. I used to cook a long time ago, so steak. Yeah, that would make sense. Would your 12-year-old self think you were cool? Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Yeah, that's what I've heard Not from most of my guests, yes. <laughs> Would you rather sleep in late or take a long nap at midday? That's a great question. Probably sleep in. I can't really take a nap these days. My mind goes crazy, you know? Yep, yep. And I know you used to work morning show just like I did, too. And it, just I, like that's, you did. Yep, that's why I enjoyed those midday naps just after a long morning. Long morning. Yeah. You have, you have one or two kids now. I have two now, so that's why it's uh, so, naps are. You don't very get a good. lot of sleep. No, no. <laughs> not at all, not no. at all. And then my last question for rapid fire questions: Who is your hero? That's my best friend in San Diego, the one that named me Bromo. His name is Dave, Dave Rickards. He's just recently retired after 33 years of doing the same morning show. Can you believe that? 33 wow. years. In, in San Diego. In San Diego, that, yep. That just seems unheard of in 33 years at the same station. Yeah, radio. they're yeah. an icon, icon wow. show out there, and they just recently retired a couple months ago, and people were still are crushed out there wow wow well congratulations to him on it hopefully uh, a t- retirement that he can enjoy and uh if he's listening right now that's a uh, quite of accomplishment so good job sir yeah uh, so yeah that was easy easy peasy you rock those bromo you had no problems at all <laughs> <laughs> so before well, my, well, my brain going. doesn't go too quick uh kyle but i appreciate those are those were great questions by the way <laughs> thank you very simple i asked the same the same 10 to everybody just a good icebreaker now uh bromo before we get started here actually let's just get started right now and uh you and i we worked together for i think it was about a couple of years or so um at the same yeah. station doing early mornings you were on the rock station i was on good old classic country the news and information station but yeah it all started before north dakota so can you tell us about your journey, I guess, in in radio. What? How did you get interested in radio to start things off? Well, my dad had a booming voice. He was a school principal, and he had a booming voice. Everywhere he'd go, people would ask him if he was in radio. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I had the, I still have the wimpy voice crack uh, voice from time to time. And I remember one day he called me in the living room, and he had looked at an ad in a newspaper and said, I think you'll be... You should go. I'm going to put you through this. It was called American Dream Broadcasting School. And he signed me up. Hmm. And I was the only student during the daytime. And I'm not kidding you, Kyle. The school was in the back of a tanning salon in Ocean Beach, California, down by the beach. Okay. And I was the guy's only student. (laughs) (laughs) And we went through those horrible old used college books that Uh were all tattered and torn that he bought. Uh, fairly cheap and we had an old Radio Shack mixer where I put together a god awful air check tape and uh, six weeks down the road I graduated but never got my diploma and I got mad and one day and I asked him I said where's my diploma and he got tired of me asking him so he went in to the station that he was working at and he said do you guys need an intern he said that's in the morning show and they had never had one before mm-hmm. and so i became their first intern as you know kyle yep. a lot of times in radio internship is probably one of the best ways to get into our field because you learn right there yep. in the radio station everything yep. everything from going across the street to getting these guys coffee to doing all the grunt work mm-hmm. to trying to hear everything and learn everything and just from there, I started doing this and that, and uh, I worked for an AM station in San Diego, and then 
I met my best friend in 1998, mm-hmm. and that's when he started calling me this bromo figure. <laughs> and I was on their show for 10 years, from yeah. 1998 to 2008. Wow, wow. And it's just uh, the journey of internships, you know, I think that's that's still important for many career fields, not just the the radio yeah. side. But uh, the getting your foot in the door has always been the biggest thing. If you know what you want to do. Getting that Absolutely. foot in the door is very important. So, yeah, so 10 years in San Diego. That must have been a fun time, no doubt about it, with that morning crew, huh? Oh, well, see, I was there. Uh, the I was the uh, the guy that took all the beatings. I was the guy that, the fall guy. I was the guy mm-hmm. that went out and paid off bets on the air. I was the guy that went out and did embarrassing things <laughs> back when radio was very different yes. um mm-hmm. and we would do we would perform our bets on the air some Ye- some pretty uh, uh <laughs> some interesting wish, yes <laughs> yes and i did that for 10 years i was like their whipping boy oh but, man but i loved it so much because my personality could come out over the air i was a loser a guy with no dates a guy that lost in golf a guy that just was lousy in high school and that came out over the air and they made a character out of me Hmm. and I was basically able to be myself for 10 years until alcohol took gripped me by the throat but I'll tell you Kyle when you're doing live radio and you have an audience show up wherever you're at paying off a golf bet and I'm listening to my friend on the phone tell me what to say Mm -hmm. and we're on the air through San Diego it's probably as you know when you make someone laugh or you make somebody um, become wide-eyed and they come up to you later and say that was great that's the biggest high besides back then when i drank was the biggest high in my life still is actually the okay. high part the making entertaining people does that make sense yeah no that makes perfect sense so uh you were kind of the 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 class clown in a way of the morning show that did all the, the stunt boy the stunt, the stunt boy. boy and you probably did some insane stunts because you said radio totally different than what it is right now no doubt about that and what can you ask can i ask what was the craziest one of the craziest stunts or what comes to mind of a stunt that was just mind-blowing yeah back in 2000 the san diego chargers started out 0 and 10 and my friend and i are playing golf one day and he goes guess what you're doing on friday and i said well i'm sure you're going to tell me he goes you're going up on a billboard and you're not coming down until the chargers win Oh my! I said, "You want to tell me that? You want to tell me that again?" And then he told me. And then uh, two days later, there I am. They're hoisting me up on a billboard, fifty-one feet up in the air. Basically, I was on a scissor lift crane, uh-huh. right next to right next to the billboard. Yeah. And the crane was pretty wide and pretty pretty long, and but it was fifty-one feet up in the air, and I had to stay up there and not come down until the Chargers won. And I was up there for ten days. <laughs> When they finally won, and they lit, they they lowered the crane, and they all the news people were there. Oh my goodness! Um, yeah, wow. it was crazy. Yeah, that that does sound crazy. Chargers were not good then, huh? Back in the day, no, no. no. <laughs> no. Uh, speaking of San Diego, you know, uh, I know we've talked sports many, many times. Uh, what what's your favorite teams uh, throughout for whatever sport? There you go. Yeah, he's pointing to his hat. San Diego, you got it. The the good old Padres. Padres. Yes, the Padres. So I love my college team, the Aztecs. I yep. follow the Padres. I am not a Charger fan. Once they moved to Los Angeles, it was adios. Yep. See you later. Yeah. I hate everything L.A. that there is. No offense, Los Angeles people. Yep. But I, I, it's kind of like uh, North Dakota State and the rivalry in North Dakota and North Dakota. Yep. UMD, yep. right? It's kind of mm-hmm. like that rivalry, right? Yes. So I'm very loyal to my still, very loyal to my Padres and my Aztecs of San Diego State, and I follow them out here. Yeah, I see but you. I do like I do like to go to some uh, Bismarck Larks games out here, some baseball and yeah. Um, it's you know I like Bismarck a lot. I you know I got to tell you though, Kyle, I really miss Minot. Yeah, I miss it so much. It, it, you know, Minot's Minot is still a good old Miss Midwest town, just like Bismarck, but it is. It's a little different than Bismarck, just by not just population wise, but culture wise. Yeah. I think you would say too, in a sense. Um, with I the would, people. you know. Yep. Everybody sometimes makes fun of Minot, and I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I've always cherished Minot, and I, when I was living in Minot, everybody said, "Wow, you should go check out Bismarck. They got Bismarck's got everything." And I don't necessarily think that that's true. I think 
Minot to me was such a nice home, for, and I was there almost four and a half years. Yeah, that's, isn't that something? How fast time flies? Yeah, and I can't believe it. But now, you know, so you came from San Diego, then you went. So what was after San Diego? Was it Minot then? Is it? Did you come up with the Minot? No, I was out of radio for uh, since two thousand eight. I got uh, laid off along with two thousand other people nationwide. This was iHeart Radio. Okay, and. Then I had to go take care of some serious stuff I'm sure we'll talk about, some health-wise. Yep. But um, I got back into radio in 2014 when a country uh, station out in Castleton, North Dakota, I used to work with these two guys in San Diego, found me and had said, you want to come out to Fargo? Now, keep in mind, Kyle, I had been in San Diego almost my whole life. Mm -hmm. I had never seen snowfall. Mm -hmm. I had never been in weather below 35 degrees on the plus side. So I remember when I took the job and I had a plane ticket waiting for me, two days before I was going to pack up and leave, I put the movie Fargo in and I lasted about 10 minutes and I paused it and I went, what am I doing? <laughs> As you and I know and everyone else knows, the opening scenes of Fargo is so dreary and miserable and cold and it's not really Fargo you're seeing. Of course, you know that. Yeah. So I get into Castleton, and the first time I saw a snowfall, I stopped in the middle of the street, and I was in bewilderment, and this policeman pulled over and said, are you okay? And I go, yeah, I've just never seen snowfall before. And the first time I saw what minus 20 was like, good grief. Uh, so I lasted there for a year, and thank God I was looking around because um, I had just been there long enough, and someone from Grand Forks suggested that I apply for the position in Minot. And I remember, <laughs> Alice, remember this, our first interview on the phone was 56 minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> she, she would remember it probably. <laughs> and she told me, she said, I remember, Kyle, you'll remember this. She says, this is 2014 now. She goes, the first thing I want you to do is look up Minot housing because it's extremely difficult to find a place to live out here. You know, if you get hired. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know that. That was just after the oil boom had mm -hmm. ended, right? Yes. Yep. And then it was like right after the flood, too. So everything was still yeah. in the repair process, I guess you would say. Probably one of the greatest days of my life was when I was driving back from Grand Forks. See, I lived in Fargo. Mm -hmm. But at that time, I was able to get my weekend shift back in San Diego on the air, which is an iHeart radio station. There are no iHeartRadio stations in Fargo, so in order for me to record my weekend show, I had to drive to Grand Forks mm -hmm. where there was an iHeartRadio station. And I'll never forget that phone call when Allison said, well, just want to let you know that the job is yours. I'll give you a tell. I'll take it. I'll give you a tell. I'll take it. I'll give you a tell money to think about. I'll take it. <laughs> I was so excited. I'm telling you. Have you ever had a phone call like that, uh, Kyle, when – Man. Someone with something that you've really looked forward to and hoped for uh, happens. Isn't it the most glorious feeling? Yeah, no, I, I think I have. It's probably been so long now, but I, yeah, I would say that it's just one of those things. But uh, it, 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 one of those, the one I would always take the time to think about. It, but <laughs> you're just like, let's yeah. go. And like, and Allison was like, okay, let's do this. And uh, I, I know it was a great four and a half years in Minot. Uh, I got to work with you for two of those years, no doubt about it, in the morning, roughly on that. Um, yeah. And then, you know, from Minot to now Bismarck, which um, I, I've listened to your show every time I'm in Bismarck because now... No, you have, don't. <laughs> yes, I, actually, I do. I am not kidding. And it, it, mm -hmm. it's, um, it, it's different because, first off, from early mornings to... After, midday afternoons, that's probably got to be a change for you. Well, I, I have to admit, being able to sleep in until 7 o'clock was a, a God's wonder because, as you know, when you do mornings and you wake up at 4 o'clock, mm -hmm. you know, and you know what? People who say, quote, oh, you know what? You get used to it. No, you don't. You never, ever, ever get used to getting up that early. Ever. Right, Kyle? I mean, you, you adjust to it. It, yep, and you want to hear the funny part? After having two kids, I think I'm still up at four o'clock every morning. So <laughs> it just depends if they sleep or not. <laughs> so, so 
you yeah. know, I get into Minot and I find out that I'm going to be doing mornings by myself, which was uh, quite mind blowing because, mm-hmm. you know, in San Diego, I worked with five other people on the show. And but now it's just me. So I felt like when I first got there, I really needed to perform. Um, and, and the station I was at was an active rock station. Yep. And it was hard to find my niche there. And I have to tell you, when I first met you and I started talking to you off the air and I started seeing your work on the AM side, which was literally right across the hall <laughs> from here to my refrigerator, um, when I started getting to know your personality, I adored bringing you in and putting you on the air because what I love so much about radio is being um, spontaneous, is no script unless you do the news, mm-hmm. is talking to you about something, not pre-planning it, putting you on the air and having you feed off me. And you were the one person that was so brilliant at coming right back at me, even with my corny jokes. I used to tell everybody, hey, we're over here on the 19th floor, elevator still busted. <laughs> And Allison one day came running in and she goes, what are you telling people on the phone? I go, what do you mean? <laughs> There's someone that just complained because they can't find our radio station. They said they said we're on the 19th floor. And I went, oh, Allison, do you really think people, unless, do you guys still have that big building with the M on it in Minot? <laughs> uh, so that's getting reconstructed right now. But yes, it's still there. Well, is yep. it? Yeah, yeah. So that 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 will be a new landmark. Well, it's always been a landmark, but yeah, the nineteenth floor. That's the only tallest. Well, I ran that by you the first time, and you didn't even bat an eye. You played right <laughs> off it. You said, "Yeah, those." You said those stairs are really becoming <laughs> becoming a, a pain. So, so I, now in Bismarck, yeah. Now in Bismarck, it's the twelfth floor. Oh, elevator still. Okay, and I know we had an elevator guy. I just forgot his name, but um, there was another guy that we knew really well. Uh, Gus, right, Gus. He was my intern, and yeah. only because I needed I needed someone to feed off me besides you. And really, if you paid attention to Charlie Brown uh, yeah. episodes, Gus was actually the voice of the teacher. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he just wasn't radio ready yet, but he was a good intern to get you coffee and stuff. <laughs> he's work he's working in Botno now. I don't know what he's doing out there, but <laughs> he's out in Botno. <laughs> yeah. And for everybody listening, yeah, it was just so much fun to feed off each other. And we did sports together, talked about football, oh, who's gonna win, who's great. gonna lose. How it was it was a great time and it, it's it, it's it still is, you know, that those memories, but yeah, it's 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 it, it kind of stinks, you know, that we can't do that anymore and uh, really feed off each other and all that. But you never say never. You never know what may happen in the future. No doubt about that, right? You know, I told a coworker here in Bismarck, Andy, which you're going to be putting on soon. Yep. I told her, I said, there's just a few people that I meet instantly, like instantly that I know right away. If you were to tell me tomorrow, you guys are doing a morning show, I'd be so excited about it because you had that perfect personality. <laughs> and I told that to her because she's great, too. Yeah. You have a you have a quick wit about you, yet you're a, you're a news guy <laughs> with the deep voice. I'm the deep voice. Oh, yeah, it, uh, I have to do uh, a shout out. I'm Don May. That was who the, uh, up in my nuts. So that's how I remember hearing the news every morning going to school. Was Don right. May doing it? I'm Don May. So oh, yeah. that's excellent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, you know, we worked together for a few, and uh, we were trying to get into this uh, new. Feature something called podcasting and uh, i would say this is you know i'm not even radio anymore and i'm trying to do a hobby a new hobby here podcasting just because um i just love the radio aspect the interviewing people talking getting to know people but your podcast was very i guess you would say emotional and very real more than anything. And uh, can you explain a little bit about the podcast that you developed in Minot and continued in Bismarck a little bit? Yeah, I think that was my third year in, maybe my second year into Minot when uh, Allison came up to all of us and said, um, we want you guys to come up with some ideas for a podcast. And I'm like, I, like, what am I like? Mm-hmm. Sh- can I do you want me to team up with someone? She goes, I don't care how you do it. And I go, I don't know what to talk about. She goes, why don't you talk about recovery? And as soon as she said that, a light bulb went off in my head. As a matter of fact, Kyle, <laughs> you're the main guy that I need to thank always for putting my graphic together for my There Is A Way Out. Oh, yes. The stairs. Oh, yeah. No problem in it. I, it, 
it was pretty simple overall, but uh, it looked really good how we did it with the stairs. You just gave me the idea, oh, and I'm like, well, let's beautiful. do it where you're coming out of the stairs and uh, getting into the light and everything. And uh, for everybody out there, you already said the podcast name, but the podcast is called what again, Bromo? So it's called There Is a Way Out. And the reason why I came up with that idea is just more of a personal uh, feeling is because I just reached uh, Friday was my uh, 14th uh, sobriety year. Uh, of wow. My, four, my birthday, as we call it, my yep. favorite day of the year. I could care less about my birth date. Yep. But uh, 2-1709, which is my tattoo right here I, I finally got a tattoo kyle i know that's kind of so unlike me but that's the date in the triangle yeah um i came up with this there is a way out because i wanted people to know that anybody no matter what state of mind they're in if you think that you are destined to never grow or never recover there is a way out mm -hmm. and i started my podcast and how long have you been doing your podcast for? Uh, not long. You know, it, it was more of a development to get ready for like two or three months with graphics and everything. And then sure. uh, I would say in the last month has been more the interviews and, you know, just building up the interviews to release them on a, I don't know, weekly by weekly basis. I think it's whatever life allows me to release, you know, just because of kids. Yeah, and work well, you're and a lot more busy than I am. Yeah, well, you're busy. You, well, you know, as you know. It's a pretty f a fascinating process of a podcast mm -hmm. because I was able to use my story. And when I talk about a story, I was able to talk from how I was in my early stages of drinking, how I became an alcoholic, how out of control I became. And then I started talking about how the parts where I went into recovery and went into two diff different recovery homes. And I talk about experiences there all the way up until present day. And then I started putting guests on when I got more involved in my podcast, but it was very therapeutic for me for one. Mm -hmm. And um, I never thought anybody would really, you know, is someone really gonna listen to this depressing 45 minutes of somebody's own story? And then I started getting some really nice uh, messages to mm -hmm. me that they passed it on to a family member and they listened to it and they could relate to it. And uh, that to me is the greatest compliment of all, if anybody can mm -hmm. tell me later that they're still sober after hearing me speak. I used to speak when I lived in San Diego at AA uh, meetings and I would speak for about 55 minutes, which seems like a long time. Mm -hmm. And it is when you're in front of a bunch of people, but when you're talking about your experience and you're trying to tell people your story and how you got sober and what you're doing now is the most valuable things you can tell anybody. And so when I was listening to my podcasts afterwards, you know, I thought to myself, you know what, this isn't a bad thing. I'm going to keep it going. And Allison was able to let me record mine in the rock studio using the old recorder, the MP3 or whatever you call it, the yep, yep. editor thing. And uh, I had on numerous guests and I had it all the way up until I was let go. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at, at that experience of Allison giving you the opportunity to really you know, just be real with everybody. And I think that yeah. realism, and if you have not listened to his podcast, I highly recommend definitely listen to it. It is very powerful. And uh, it was just, you know, crazy that we were, you know, releasing these podcasts and yours from Minot was just climbing the charts, in my opinion, because I, we always got the weekly reports and uh, yeah. it was just because it was so real and it was, it was, mm. Uh, I mean, it, it's really good, um, and I think you I have. I appreciate that, Kyle. You, yeah, Thank you. no, and and you you could tell you took the time to tell your story. You said it was therapeutic, and then and you continued it now in Bismarck a little bit. Is that correct? So, so when I moved up here to Bismarck, um, I didn't have that platform anymore, obviously, because I work for a company called Town Square Media. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I've put together ten or eleven um, podcasts of my own that are on Anchor Podcast. Yep, yep. Um, you can actually find it if you go. I, on my Facebook page, I have a group page called There Is A Way Out. If yep. anybody wants to even look that up, um, I'd be glad to have you as a member. You don't need to do anything. There's no fees. All you have to do is just be <laughs> supportive. You can find my podcast there. 
it's one of those things where the interviews you had and then your story and uh, it was your support kind of Facebook group that you had that it was not just related to alcoholism. It was also related to other type of, I guess, what addictions and mental health and everything. Correct. I've invited anybody and whoever that needs support to go on there because everybody supports everybody. Here's the thing. If you go to an AA meeting, there's several people in AA that only agree that you should only go to AA if you're an alcoholic and you should go to NA meetings if you're into drugs. You know what? Anybody that goes to an AA or an NA meeting that wants to stay sober, mm -hmm. I am okay with. The main point is addiction and the main point is, uh, the main point is if you're not ready to surrender, not 98%, I mean 100%. If you're not ready, you're not ready and nobody can really help you out. My higher power, which is God, helped me in that way. And I was able to see by going to meetings and learning and listening to people talk. So to answer your question in a very long-winded answer, my platform is really geared towards anybody. I, I'm not an expert with mental health, but I, 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 can't even I can't even grasp what that must be like for those that, that suffer from that. I can't even imagine that. I can't. And it must have been a challenge for you to really, you know, get to that 100%. But that's why the meetings are there to really come out and talk about it to get to the next yeah. step. And I, I have to applaud you, though. 14 years. Uh, congratulations. That That is a huge achievement. And each year, I think, oh. is a huge achievement, no doubt. So congratulations on 14 years, Bromo. Uh, I mean, you got so much feedback based on your Facebook when you posted that and everything. And we're rooting for you every single day and for everybody uh, out there. I appreciate that. Yeah. And every, know, the funny thing is, yeah. Kyle, I have two hands, okay? One's my left, yep. one's my right. You're yep. a married man. If I show you this, yeah. some people, say to, some rain, people yep. say to me, are you married? First of all, that's usually a guy that ask, asks me that because no woman ever pays attention if I'm oh, married or not. <laughs> it's a sobriety ring. It's got the uh, a tree on it, and inside it's got um, the uh, AAC saying it. So I have to sometimes I have to explain to people. No, I'm not married. It won't fit on this finger because I broke this finger, my ring finger, mm -hmm. in golf years ago, so it won't fit there. <laughs> um, the reason why another reason why my best friend is my uh, idol who I look up to is because now remember when I was in San Diego um, he and I used to go out and golf and take listeners out and he and he and I drank a lot mm -hmm. and he and I uh, drank and then I went off on my path and then several years later there was a point where uh, a decision had to be made in his life. And guess what? He's now 10 years sober. Isn't that something? So when I see him, I see him about once a year. We go out and we still golf. We play cards. We play poker. We smoke cigars, but we have no desire to drink. And it's, you know, the first time I remember seeing him after all those years when I got back out of recovery and I hadn't seen him in a long time. And See, I left the show in a bad way. You know, I just disappeared. Mm -hmm. I was on that show for 10 years, and one day I wasn't on anymore. And people in San Diego started wondering, where Bro where's Bromo at? Where's Bromo at? But my friend protected my anonymity and didn't tell anybody where I was at. Mm -hmm. uh, but he was hurt. I hurt a lot of people down there because I chose the bottle over my anything else. My family, my career, I chose the bottle, and the bottle will always win. And... The first time I saw him, after years and years and years, after not talking, after disappointing him, after him choosing his right path, I was worried because I was like, how are we gonna, I wonder if we're gonna be okay, will there be any friction? Remember, we're both sober now. Mm -hmm. And when I saw him, it was just like, you know how it is, Kyle, when you see a best friend of yours that you click so well with, mm -hmm. nothing changed except for the fact that we didn't need to drink anymore. Love Isn't that it. amazing? That that is amazing, and uh, man, your your story I would say is super interesting, and I'm glad you're telling it here here today to everybody out there. But I would have to say again, I encourage everybody who's listening this podcast is definitely check out Bromo's podcast. There is a way out. Congratulations, Bromo! 14 years. Oh, and thanks. Props, props. Uh, so, oh, thank you. Yeah, no, no, no problem. So uh, that was probably. 
of the deepest part of this podcast because you have so many more <laughs> stories, no doubt about that. Because now, fourteen years of sobriety and and just you know living your life and get to try new things. The one thing with the audiovisual podcast here on this podcast, we talk about creativity, and I would say having being in radio, you can be creative in multiple ways. It's more not just audio based now, but it's now more social media based and stuff like that. But you, yeah. you always have come up with creative stuff all the time on your shows. And uh, I, I, I guess what, what is one of your most creative things or how do you come up with some of this stuff? Just because I remember you in the mornings, it was just awesome to hear some of the stuff you were doing. It's different. Yeah. Well, you know, a, a lot of what you said, social media, on my Facebook page, on mm -hmm. our station's mm -hmm. Facebook page, we have something called Bromo Billboard, where I just pose a simple question every single weekday, yep. and that's nothing big deal. Yeah. Um, a lot of what I do during my 8 to 1 shift mm -hmm. is really music-driven. Um, I'm not given a lot of time to do any funny bits or anything like that. I'll tell you what has changed since I left iHeart, and you know this, is... Um, our company is very driven when it comes to uh, social media and writing stories. Mm -hmm. And some people call them blogs. We call them stories. Yep. And we have to post those on our pages, which gets shared by our four other radio stations. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people might come up to me now and say, what do you do for a living? Mm -hmm. Bramo? Uh, Bromo? <laughs> well, I'm a writer. Oh, do you? Do you work for the Bismarck Tribune? No, I work for a radio station. Well, what do you mean a writer? I'll tell you why. Because we spend a lot of time now writing stories. Uh -huh. And I'm not a great writer. I've had to learn to write this, write that, to quote, to do it right way, mm -hmm. to, and not get sued for plagiarism. And, uh, you know, now I use a lot of my, um, I try to use a lot of my creativity into writing stories five days a week. And the okay. stories are supposed to be, and they are local, Bismarck, North Dakota, Minot, Minnesota, and yep. that's it. Yep. And I'm telling you, sometimes it's hard yeah. to come up with something to write about. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that that does make sense. And that is another thing, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things radio has changed with trying to be local with the radio stations and your social media, your website. It's very driven these days where you really want to try to focus on those things. And they all connect, though, the website, the social media, the radio station show that you're on. They all work together in tandem to make a great product i guess you would say in that sense yeah so, yeah we try yeah definitely and that's awesome that your creativity is coming out in a different way and it's a new skill that you could use in the future no matter what uh for that and uh, I i've read many of your uh stories as you say for that blog post stories you know it's whatever people want to call them but i would say yeah. everybody has a unique style not just for broadcast but for writing and you can always tell if somebody has a unique writing aspect too for each person so it's really good to uh get that get new skills i guess for creativity would you say I think what you just said, you hit it right on the head. I, I think that every personality in my building that writes mm -hmm. has a very unique way of expressing themselves. Uh, and it's so true. Um, you know, we don't have a very big building mm -hmm. and we don't have a whole lot of people in our building. But the people that we do have there have their own niche on what they like to write about. Mm -hmm. You know, I kind of like to get into the personal stories I like I like to go on a social media group on Facebook and try to find someone that lost their dog for three weeks or someone that uh, just had an operation or yep. I know it's kind of sappy but I really enjoy getting a hold of that person and interviewing them and then writing about it yep and then watching the story develop um, you know it does sometimes they don't do Sometimes those personal stories don't do very well as far as getting the digital numbers. If I can interview someone that maybe in my field who's been sober a year and talks about what it was like, how bad their life was, if I can uh, convey that in an article uh, I, and, and it's okay with them, Yep, I love doing that. You know what I mean? Um, so, you know, you know what clickbait is and you know... You're you're a, a pro at fight. I have not. Let me pro. tell you something. <laughs> I'll give pro. you an example. You've heard a news break, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. 
Uh, I saw something on Newsbreak that said, number one drafty of Pittsburgh, dead. And I went, you know, I follow sports a little bit. And I went, oh, my God, they lost, blah, blah. And I went on there, and it was their first, uh, it was their number one drafty back in 55. So clickbait. See what I mean? Yep. yep. So, so yep. at first you think, wow, they sure got me. And then everybody writes in clickbait. But it was what they partially said was true. It was their number one draft pick in 55. Mm -hmm. However, they left that part out in the title. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm not a pro at clickbait, and nor do I actually like clickbait. I don't try to come up with a clever title that will be either raunchy or mm -hmm. um, crass or anything like that, or, or so clever that somebody might go, what is he talking about? Yeah. So I'm not good. At, I'm not good in that department. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, it makes perfect sense. And yeah, clickbait is probably one of the most annoying things. And that does happen. They're telling just half the truth. And then when you click on it, you get the rest of the truth. But, you know, that's what drives numbers. Oh, what what happened? And, you know, that's it's what happens. But it's also the personal aspect, the stories that you get. And that's awesome to hear that you get some of those personal stories. And uh, that's what I like to do here, I guess, with the podcast is definitely just get some of those personal stories, too. So uh, it's it's always always fun to be creative in some way or form and try to get those interviews. So appreciate well, it. Let me ask you, yeah. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Do you go back and look somebody at some of your past podcasts and say, you know what, um, I'm doing better there. Or you know what, let me try this on my next podcast. Are you, I'm sure you're picking them apart like crazy, right? Yes. Do you give yourself, do you give yourself the right props that you should and go, great job, I hope? <laughs> Well, some stuff, yes, I would say that. But Allison and I, we talked about this a little bit. Uh, and, uh, of course, I interviewed her a little bit already. And it is, she's like, you're going to have a goal of 80 episodes. I'm like, 80 episodes? And she's like, I, I'm excited to watch to see what happens from your first episode to your 80th episode. And, and it's one of those things where I think right now is more of, learning aspect trying to get everything figured out and then maybe once 10 episodes are done that is a thing to really dive into is like what can i do for the next 10 and then the next yeah. 10 and then the next 10 yeah. you know i think it's just a yeah. little by little have little goals to make uh what you want to do what you want to become and i think that could be said not just for podcast aspect it could be said for any career or any hobby or anything like that too or any goal overall so yeah i would say i do pick apart a lot of stuff i'm probably my worst critic uh no doubt on that so but yeah uh, that that's you hit you hit the nail on the head on that too <laughs> well listen every time you bring up allison i have such a warm feeling for her because mm -hmm. um I, I could not hear from her for a long long time which is just how life That's goes normal busy. Yep. and she's so busy but mm -hmm. she's doing every single job that there is and that's how she used to be when i was there but i'll remember once i was really feeling kind of low and it was my dad's birthday, and he's been gone now for about three years. And it was my dad's birthday um, just recently, November 10th. And uh, she reached out to me on Facebook because she wrote that number down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and she remembers just the – you think it's just the minor details, but they're not minor to her or for no. anything like that. And, yeah, uh, we could just make this whole podcast about Allison and not even have Allison on the uh, on the podcast. So. <laughs> I know. You know, I had so much respect for her because she, yes. she would go to bat. She would be the only one out there in the blizzard of the century. And she'd be driving around picking people up. I know where I'm going. I know these roads. <laughs> 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 oh my goodness well you know we've been talking a little bit here now just going back and forth with your career podcast and everything but uh just to wrap all this podcast up here this episode uh we were talking a little bit about you know gus you know our good old buddy gus at the station uh but one thing i i want to talk a little bit about just because for fun is well two things here is uh you're a cat owner right tell us about your tell us about your kitties <laughs> well, so I have one that uh, that I uh, when I moved to Fargo, yep. um, one of my first goals was I had a roommate, but one of my goals was I wanted to get a cat just because, you know, I was all by myself and this and that. Mm -hmm. And uh, one day I go into work in Castleton and the guy, uh, one of the partners uh, from the show says, uh, are you still looking for a cat? I said, I am. And he goes, well, here's an address. Go over to this apartment building and the uh guy that 
the maintenance guy is going to take you into the uh, into the room, and I want you to meet this cat. Like, what am I supposed to do? Go, hi, I'm Bromo. How are you? Good to see you. <laughs> and so I go into to meet this cat, and this poor thing was all by itself oh. because because and yeah, and at the end of the month, the cat was going to be taken to the pound because her owner had just robbed a bank and was sentenced to prison. Hmm. And so the cat had no owner. So I inherited the cat and called her Felon, F-E-L-O-N. Get it? Which spells felon. Uh-huh. But more, so I, I call her Felon for Morby. <laughs> so she was she was with me at from uh, Fargo. Fargo, okay. To, uh, to Minot. And then uh, right before I was, uh, right before I had left iHeart, um, Thanksgiving, I went over to a friend's house for dinner and someone was on Facebook going, look at this poor thing. And um, I reached out to a guy who was ironically a friend of mine on Facebook page and he had rescued a tiny little kitten right there on the slow lane next to um, Max, next to Max on a super, super, super cold night. The cat was almost frozen on the side of the road. And uh, he had picked it up and he put it next to his uh, heater down below and he took it to Cirrus Valley Animal Shelter. And he took all these pictures and so I went in and I said, I want to put my name on that list. Nobody claimed the cat and the cat's been with me ever since. Her name is, this tells you how much of an ego I have. Her name is Bromita. <laughs> Bromita. <laughs> Bromita. Uh, Bromita or Brahma, Bromita or whatever it is, right? <laughs> he has one eyeball that was destroyed i don't know what happened whether a bird or something slashed at her and they had to take the eyeball out so she's got one eye out ah. and those are my two cats felon and bromita love it love it and then uh one more question we always talked a little bit about games video games anything like that uh yeah. what, what kind of games do you like to play are you just focused on like some of the single player ones more than anything would you say yeah, always. I, I, I told you my philosophy from the day that you and I met. Mm -hmm. I, I, I will not, and I don't go online to play a shooter game because I don't want some seven-year-old kid in Alaska talking crap to me as he's clobbering me behind a rock. <laughs> you know, I, I want to play just by myself. I don't need to get all geared up. Hey, you see that guy over there? And you know, I don't need to play the same map over. So. <laughs> I, I just recently I'm playing Dead Space. Remember when that game first came yes, out years ago? That's and they have the remastered one now. So, yeah, yeah, yeah yep. you know the trend now is all these games are remastered, remastered. Yes, yes, I know, um, and and they get more money for it. They sell it for the same price that they sold it for twenty years ago, ten years ago. And so. you know, it's basically the same game except it looks very, very good and mm -hmm. it's more polished. But it's still, I remember same thing. I remember playing this years and years ago. So yeah, I do play video games, but I gotta tell you, tell you though, uh, Kyle, back in the old days, that was all I did. When I drank and I got off work, um, I would come home and play video games and drink and then pass out. Mm -hmm. I gotta tell you, with with my job out here in Bismarck, you know, with writing and all that stuff, I get home around five thirty. I'm so tired. And look, look at, I'm telling you, <laughs> and you have two kids. I'm so tired. <laughs> all I could do is come home plant my rear end on the couch, make something to eat, go out and have a cigar out on my patio. Before I know it, I go to bed. I don't play. I only play on the weekends now. Isn't that a tragedy? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I'm glad you get some me time and time to relax a little bit from everything, from all the hubbub from the kitties and <laughs> all that. So, yeah. Yep. Uh, one last question here, Bromo, before we wrap it up is, is, is there anything sure. else you would like to add um, to anything from your podcast to your journey in radio to your cats or video games <laughs> um well i think you can agree with this with this uh, on on a couple of points here because you've had experience it's funny i come across people at a job like uh there's this place out here called borrowed bucks you probably heard about it and they yep. just recently called it quits and shut their doors down after like almost 30 years i remember coming across a guy that worked there a DJ inside there. And I remember him saying, what do you do? Oh, you're one of the guys from the, yeah, I'm one of the guys on radio. Oh, you know, I don't go. I, I, I wanted to go into radio, but radio's dying. Radio's dead. He told me this two years ago. Radio's a dead thing. I don't believe so. I really don't. And I'm still in it because I love it so much. 
Uh, I want to tell people that if they are ever interested in a career of broadcasting, now is the time to pursue it because I remember people used to tell me back in the day, oh, college, you got to go to broadcasting school, you got to do this, got to do that. Man, I've never seen so many people nowadays get into the radio with, you don't have to go to broadcasting school, especially behind a tanning salon like I did. <laughs> you know, if you really love radio and you are fascinated by what it can bring you, like Kyle and I opening up the mic with no script, talking off the, the, you know, and I know a lot of consultants would disagree with that kind of radio and say, listen, that's bad radio. You guys are chewing up minutes. You could play another song for the one millionth time. But if you are so uh, engaged with another person and the personality comes out over the air, your own personality, and you start having people recognize that, it's quite the cool thing about the job. And I do want to say this about um, sobriety and about addiction. You know, no matter what kind of stage you're in, if somebody is watching this or someone's thinking to themselves, wow, I sure drink a lot, or boy, I find myself drinking every single day, you can go on Google and you can type in a simple, uh, do I drink too much test? And they'll give you a series of questions that are pretty solid. And if you do think that you may have some issues, you know, I know for me, I never wanted anyone to tell me to go to an AA meeting. It used to scare the heck out of me and bore me, bore me quite a bit. But if you're ever curious about your own uh, uh, drinking and your own sobriety, never, ever fear about checking it out. Because I'm telling you, I lived that life of drinking and, and living like a rock star and having people buy me drinks and shots and having women only want to go out with me because I was promo and I was a public figure. But I got to tell you, if you were to take that life back then and measure it up to the life I have now, there is just no comparison. I mean, being sober and doing what I love to do and having my life back in my own terms is the greatest feeling. And being able to go on a podcast from Kyle, that's the greatest <laughs> compliment I could ever ask. I was telling my best friend, my best friend, Kyle, since he retired He's part-time with the company because they're allowing him to do podcasts. Yeah. So he he laughed at me and he goes, look at you, big shot. Because I told him I was going on your podcast tonight. And he goes, look at you, big shot. You know what? Yeah. I'm enjoying what this kind of radio side is of podcasting because it could be considered radio if you think about it. Podcasting can be. so. Um, of course. Oh, oh, absolutely. 